Side Hustle Show 32. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 32, how to build a high-value membership site for recurring revenue. I'm joined by Jonathan Milligan from bloggingyourpassion.com, and uh, and he's an expert on this stuff, so we're going to dig into it with him. Now, this is the kind of the country club theory that's been around for centuries in one form or another, right? Like, membership has some exclusivity and some special perks that non-members just don't get. I mean, you see it with REI, you see it with uh, American Express. Um, except in the online world, you get to run the country club. You get to be in charge. And so it's super cool. Um, one quick shout for a new five-star iTunes review. This one really made my day. It's from I am you a guy, am you a guy? One of the best already. So it's just at the half year mark, this is one of the best business podcasts out there. And I look forward to seeing what develops. Um, I have no idea who this is, but if it's you, am you a guy? Send me a note. Let me buy you a beer or something. Uh, like I said, it made my day. And, and I look forward to seeing uh, how it develops too. Speaking of, uh, New Media Expo is coming up the first weekend in January. Are you going to be there? It's my first time. I've heard nothing but good things. And I'm eager to meet up with any current or former new media side hustlers. Um, but that's enough uh, rambling. Let's get into the show uh, with Jonathan. Thanks. Jonathan, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Jonathan Milligan is an author, blogger, speaker, and host of the Simple Life Habits podcast. As a career coach, he spent the last decade counseling, guiding, and directing career professionals on how to pursue meaningful work, which is perfect for Side Hustle Nation because just like the intro guy says, your five to nine makes you alive. Since 2009, Jonathan has been building a profitable, portable lifestyle business through blogging. So really excited to have him on the show and uh, learn all about his experience in building up the membership site, Blogging Your Passion University. So before we get into it, let's kind of talk about kind of the big picture, why membership sites have value. Obviously, from the owner's perspective, it's like, okay, a recurring revenue stream. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but they also have value for the members. And I wanted to get your opinion and, and see if you could touch on that uh, to start us off. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously for the owner, it's going to provide that financial stability like you talked about. Um, I think it's important and we'll talk about this in a little bit, that you have a clear strategy for how you're going to manage that. Because I've seen people who have become overwhelmed with membership sites. And I intentionally set off from the beginning that was not going to happen to me. Uh, but for the participant side of things, it's an opportunity for them to be mentored. Like we hold, I'll hold like a monthly office hours, allow, the, allow them to come and we'll just open it up and answer questions. And it's great for me too, because I learn where the struggles and challenges are, you know, those are where the products are. The future products that you can create is solving problems for people. So that's great for both sides, but good for the participant. And also, I think if you're leading any kind of tribe, what's more important is not you as the leader, but you connecting other people in a community where they can get to know one another is incredibly powerful. So it's almost like you step aside, you step out of the way and you allow people to interact with one another. And that 
was the thing I did not think about that really came to light as I was um, forming this idea of a membership site. So I would say that obviously helping them overcome obstacles quickly. If you got a forum, people jump in and they help. They can be an encouragement. So it's it's much more of an ongoing deal as opposed to you know you just buy this one course and you read this one book or this PDF and you're kind of left to figure things out along the way. Okay, yeah, there's some ongoing commitment that will um, that we'll get into a little bit later. Um, but I wanted to start. So say for example, I want to uh, create you know Side Hustle Nation as um, a membership component behind you know behind a login or behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. What you, so what are kind of the critical ingredients that you see for somebody to get started down this road? Okay, that's a great question. And this was something I wrestled with in the beginning. And so, you know, if I was talking with you and we're talking about Side Hustle Nation, what I would say my first critical ingredient would be to keep it lean. It is incredibly easy for a membership site or a membership idea to spiderweb out of your control. And I've seen people who literally have spent like over a year trying to build a membership site. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you're going to work on this for a year only to find out that nobody really wants what you're creating. That's like what you don't want to do. Okay. And so you, you want to keep it and just keep reminding yourself that the simplest solution is usually the best solution and that you can always improve it along the way. And it's scary for us because we oftentimes want to have everything figured out. And a lot of times our perfectionist tendencies can get in the way, but it's important that you keep it lean. And so what I did was I decided that I was going to set a private beta launch date within 30 days. Once I decided I was going to do this, that was going to force me to move forward regardless. Um, now there's a few things you can do. You, you could include some content. Maybe you've already created some courses or you created something. You could add that into your site. Um, you could also, in a, in a good way, in an easy way, repackage some of the free content. Now you don't want to fill up your site and nothing but free content. That's not a good strategy. Um, but for a quick example, uh, I had created a lot of YouTube videos on answering simple questions. I put those under one category in the membership site, embedded all those videos. It didn't take long at all and called it uh, your answers vault. And okay. so they could they could search in the membership site and get quick answers. They didn't have to go over to YouTube or I just I repackaged it in a way to keep it in there. So those are the things that I think are some of the critical ingredients. And the other one is to kind of have up front a clear content delivery strategy. Like for me, it's every Wednesday there's a new piece of content that's going to come out. And we can talk about this in a little bit more, but that helped me to know. And then once a week, I'm sending out an email, letting them know what's coming up, what we've created, and that sort of thing. So that those are some of the critical ingredients. I and mean, we can dig into that a little bit more if you'd like. But keeping it lean and setting that private launch date, and for me it was, I'm going to invite 50 people to come join me on this sell the vision for it, and get them to help me create and build out this site Okay. so that I'm not doing it myself. Now, when you opened up that private beta to those first 50 people, how many people were um, were reading your blog? How many people were on your mailing list at that time? Just trying to get a gauge for the the numbers and kind of the math uh, to, you know, sure. where, where there's a critical mass uh, to, to get started with this. 
So what I did is I, I targeted a very specific list personally. This is what I did because I wanted to do this in a private beta way and not put myself out there, kind of minimize the um, the failing points a little bit. I wasn't afraid to fail, but I didn't want to just totally frustrate and move everything over to this one model. And so what I did is I just targeted people in the last several months who had purchased one of my courses. And I think the list that I use, I segmented my list. If I remember right, there's about 671 customers who I knew had purchased something from me. And I don't remember if it was in the last six months or that was the last I don't remember the specific dates, but these were people who ha- who had purchased something from me. Okay, uh, specifically so on the blogging site. So they're proven customers. They've they've shown their willingness to open up the wallet. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So that that's who I targeted, and what I did was I, I did a Google Hangout. I invited them to come, and then I probably had maybe six or eight people. But it was great because we were on the camera. I was, you know finding out what, what were their struggles, their challenges, that sort of thing. And then I did a webinar and invited that group to come join me on, on a webinar talking about what some of my ideas were for this. And then I just sent an email out and said, I'm opening the doors for 50 members. Uh, come join us. And yeah, it probably filled up, I think, within 48 hours. Wow, that's awesome. Was it free for those first 50 members or was there a price no. tag attached? No, I did. I, I charged $20 a month for them. Okay. And what's funny is I actually had a, a few of them on the webinar. They they loved the idea so much. They said, can we just pay for a yearly? And I hadn't even thought that route. Um, so I had about three or four people that just paid up front. And I was a little bit nervous on that. <laughs> because yeah, you're committing yourself to creating yeah, all this content. <laughs> I was committing to 30 days. Uh-huh. And I mean, I was committing longer than that, but I was keeping that lean like I was talking about before. But um, But anyway, yeah. So... That's kind of how that got kind of got rolled out and got started. Well, that's nice for cash flow. Did you give them a price break for for buying off the year in advance? Yeah, I did. I, I think I gave them either one or two months free. Okay. And just um, yeah. No, that's that's great. And so so you've got the fifty members in um, kind of in the gate, and then what happens? So you see now we're facilitating. So you're still mm-hmm. producing content for them, and they've got access to kind of all the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you said one of the main things was kind of facilitating the interaction amongst the tribe um, yes. in those connections. So how does that, um, you know, how do you encourage that or what technology are you using to, to make that happen uh, behind the, the login page? Yeah, so the idea that I had behind this was that I wanted to guide the momentum. And by that, I mean... I wanted to, okay, these these first 50 people, they wanted to be a part of this. I wanted them to feel like they were really a part of something and that we're doing this together and you're a part of this. You know, make them feel like they're in the inner circle. Right. I mean, I even sent out, I, I put a little app on my MacBook Air and did a, a, a little recording and said each and sent an email with a recording, an audio recording, me saying their name, thanking them for being a part of this. And it's like, I got the best feedback from that. And it's just like, I wanted to try to provide the wow factor for them from the very beginning. Uh And so that was the first step. The second step was that I did what I called charter member assignments. 
And so about once a week, I would send a, an email to the to this group, and I would tell them a specific action I wanted them to take. And all this was directed towards the, the forum that I had inside. Because, you know, one of the hardest things is getting something like that started. You know, the first person that goes to the forum is going to be like, oh, this is dead. There's nothing here. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like 100 people do that and the same thing. It's like, well, we've got activity. Just no one's taking the initiative here. And so I decided I was going to use charter member assignments. And I used it kind of in a James Bond theme, kind of had a little fun with it. They said, you know, charter member assignment 001, you know, okay, click, okay. This, click this link, go and introduce yourself and let people know where your blog is. And so like instantly I probably got 30, 35 of the 50 members to go do that. And so they started, you know, uh, replying to each other's introduction. Oh, I blog about the same thing. And so that kind of helped got things jump started. And then so once a week I'd follow up with a different one. You know, here's charter member assignment 002. Go over here and share your Facebook fan page or share your latest blog post. So, you know, people in the community can go and comment because one thing that new bloggers struggle with is getting blog comments. And so I use these strategically, some of these charter member assignments to kind of get them focused in one area to make it to kind of build it out. So over time, after we did 15 or 20 of those strategically all over the forum, it created uh, a little bit more of a buzz. Okay, super, super smart. Yeah, because you, you hate to like, it's like waiting to get in for the club, you know, you got to, uh, you know, tip the bouncer, and then you get mm-hmm. in, and it's empty. And you're like, what do we wait? Yeah. What do we wait in line for? So that's really, really good to, uh, you know, kind of um, stir up that engagement right from the very beginning with these with these people who are most excited about it. And um, I'm, I guess I'm really bad at math. I was just doing the math, 50 people times 20 bucks a month, you know, you've got a thousand dollar a month um, side hustle right out of the gate, which is exactly with amazing. within thirty days and not having to put a whole lot into it just yet. You know, these people already understand up front that we're building this site out. We're gonna we're gonna tailor it around what you need, and they love that if you if you lead them well. Definitely. And so, uh, so you mentioned the forum. Is there a specific uh, software or something like that? That sounds sure. intimidating to program a forum. Yeah, so I landed on Kajabi, which is spelled K-A-J-B-A-I. Is that right? No, K-A-J-A-B-I. Okay. Uh, kind of a weird name, but uh, there's a free 30 days. So I actually, that I mean, when I launched it, I launched it without paying anything. So it was like I launched it, they gave me the $1,000, and then when the 30-day hit, I think the, the lowest package is 100 bucks a month. I just factored that in. You know, I just said... You know, five members are going to pay for the software. And, and everything that, else is gravy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So that allowed me, those 30 days uh, allowed me, which also, you know, the other good thing is that kind of pushed me to to get things up and rolling because, like, th- this might find this funny, but I actually um, got my first members to pay me when they joined in, like, three days later is when I had the first $100 hit. So, even though I, I completely could pay for that $100 hit, it's like I was pushed and forced to have my members help pay for that up front. Right. No, I like that. Okay, so 50 people are kind of, you know, in the party and they're in their love and life. They're making connections and stuff. What's to keep them from taking their taking the party outside of the gate, you know? Yeah. So I think for me, it was about 
constantly trying to figure out how to do everything inside of Kajabi. And like you were asking earlier about the forum, you can turn on or turn off a forum inside of Kajabi. And it, it gives you the ability to you can put your header up there. You can create your colors and all that, your categories for your training videos, things like that. But what I decided to do is that, at least for me for this, is I did not want to, at least at this point, I still haven't, tried to create like a Google Plus community for this group of people or a private Facebook fan page for this community. I really just wanted to keep the party inside. And so an example of this is like when I do live video um, hangouts with them, I use Google Hangouts and I just embed that into a post on Kajabi, send an email out, let them know where it's, you know, the party's happening. They have to log in to get there. And then I use a, a software called Chatroll that I embed right below the video. And so they can chat with me. They can see me on the screen. I can screen share on there. But it's all this is happening right inside the software. Okay. So it's not, like you said, not... Um you opening up the private Facebook page or kind of where you're encouraging uh, engagement on other third party platforms. You kind of want to control that. Um, you control the, the conversation and stuff. Yeah. Cause otherwise, you know, um, I have to think about, okay, so if someone decides to cancel now, I've got to go over to that Facebook fan page, the private one, and I got to find that person and kick them out. Uh-huh. And I, you know, <laughs> it's just for me, I, I've just tried to, again, go back to that simple strategy and just say, how can I keep everything right here into this community? Okay. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. 
So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Now, is the Kajabi software running the the membership access and login stuff too, or is there a different software for that? No, yeah, it totally runs all of it. So, and currently I'm just using PayPal. I think I may eventually switch switch to another one. There's a couple I'm looking at because I, I did run into when I did a, um, my most recent launch, I ran into several people that didn't want to use PayPal. They wanted to use their own um, credit card. And a tricky thing with PayPal, most people don't know is that they don't allow you to pay by your own credit card for the recurring aspect of, of selling. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that until I jumped into it. Now they do allow you to use your own credit card for you know one-off products that you're selling oh, okay. but the reoccurring part they only want you to have a paypal account so that i kind of ran into a few bumps there but that being said kajabi actually works with all kinds of payment providers and it's hooked in in a way that if someone cancels their payment or they decide to cancel it automatically will shut down access for them to be able to to get into the membership site so you're not having to to worry about that as well okay now let's talk about growing it beyond this initial fifty because there's some there's some value in the the intimacy and having a you know a small tribe, but eventually you want to grow this thing right so what was yeah. what was your next step so my next step was I said, okay, well, that kind of worked according to plan you know sometimes it doesn't always work according to plan <laughs> I feel like this one you worked know? well uh, yeah in, in my mind I'm like you know okay, I'm doing fifty members, I want to fill it up in a weekend, but then honestly. You know this. You just you don't know. You know you you think you've got a good idea. You open the door and you wonder if you're going to get ten members. I mean, you really don't know. You just have to keep experimenting and trying things. And so, I figured that since this worked well, and because I actually and this was painful for me to do, but I actually did close the doors down. And you know, I was having people email me, "Hey, I missed out," or you know that sort of thing. And it was like, okay, well. You know, I said 50 members, so the scarcity thing is not just a marketing ploy, but it's a real thing here. And so I, I collected names for a waiting list. And so I thought, you know, um, I'm going to keep collecting that. And so because you're going to have people fall on that sales page later after you've closed it down. And when they scroll down to the bottom, instead of an order button, they've got to, you know, join the waiting list mm -hmm. next time we open the door sort of thing. So I'd say about 30 days, I think it was about 30 days later, I decided to just rinse and repeat. Okay. And I literally did the same steps. I think I did I think I may have opened it up to more people on my email list at that point. But what I did, I, I I strategically got some testimonials from some people that were in the site so that I could use those on my sales page and okay. build it up a little bit more. And then I targeted and said, Hey, we're having fun. There's fifty members. You're on the outside, we're on the inside in a nice way. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, we'd love to have you be on the inside. And so we're going to open the doors for 50 more members. Once we hit that, we're going to close it down. And then I think I sent another email about 48 hours later and said, we've got nine spots remaining. And, you know, and they jumped on it and we added 50 more members probably in about the same time frame, maybe two days. And this is still from an uh, email list you said it was seven or 800 strong? Yeah, well, I think I may have opened it up a but little pay, bit larger. But paying customers. Yeah, I think if I remember right, I think I still had not gone to my m m the larger email list that 
that I had the ability to to send out to. Okay. So is there such thing as getting too big? Like, is there such thing as having too many members or the wrong kind of members in here? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And I think, I think that's, and I'm not saying this is a wrong strategy, but I think that's why up to this point I haven't done a, you know, $1 30-day free trial. Um, try to avoid some of the tire kickers, people that are going to come in there and, um, you know, make comments that you don't like or, or say things in the forum that are hurtful or discouraging to, to the vision of what you're trying to do. I mean, luckily I've had like zero bit of that and I'm thankful for that. But, you know, I think that's the potential that you could have if people are getting there for in there for a dollar is there, there's really no commitment. And, um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like with the, you know, with a public forum, you're spending all your time moderating spam trolls and everything. Yeah, you do. And like for me with this forum, I have yet, and I've been running it now since May and this is December. Um, I've yet to have to delete a forum post or have anybody that's been obstinate or anything. Okay. All right, so we're up to 100 members now, $2,000 a month, outstanding. Have you have you grown it beyond that level um, too? Yeah, so what I did is in the fall, I think around October, I decided that I was going to do a public launch, and but it was going to be like a limited time. So I narrowed it down to two weeks, Okay. and I said, um, I'm just going to, advertise this two weeks. I'm going to let as many members that want to get in, get in and let's see what happens. What was the feedback from the existing uh, members at that time? Yeah. So I did, I actually did a survey before I decided to do that two week launch. I did a survey with that group and it was very specific to feedback. It was, and I did this strategically all along the way. Even even though we didn't have gotten into it, with the kind of content they wanted to see, I let them vote on it. I let, you know, here's the things I'm thinking about content I'm thinking about creating for you guys, based on your original survey of things that you're looking for, and um, let them kind of vote on it. And that's kind of what guided the the content that we created on a regular basis. But back to your question, when I was before I opened the doors, I did specific feedback on. What do you like the most about our community? What do you like the least? Um, what What's a couple ideas that can make this thing even better? And I had probably about two or three other questions beyond that. And so that was really helpful for me to know what was working, what was, wasn't working so well uh, to help kind of guide things a bit. Okay. So they're, they weren't like, um, hey, we like it the way it is or, you know, the more the merrier, something like that. But... Well, what I did, and this, this is this important. What you just brought up is, you know, for for the owner, opening the doors and adding more people is what you want. If you're a participant, you're kind of liking this little exclusive community where you're getting to know people, and you, you know, you got this so-called expert that's available and mm-hmm. it's there for you. And so, what I had to do is strategically had to kind of sell the vision of why this was going to be. Um, good for them to add more people. And so that particular month I was going to do the launch, I did um, I, I did a shared spreadsheet for just the community called a, a blog promotion tool. And the idea was that you go put your latest blog post on there 
and then everybody in the community is going to go and comment on your blog to get some social proof, show some activity on your blog, that sort of thing. Okay, wow. And so I kind of directly tied in, hey, people are going to come in here. And I said, they're going to get the, the charter member assignments. They're going to see that. You're going to get more likes for your Facebook fan page. You're going to get more followers for Twitter. You're going to get more blog comments. So I had to sell it on how it was going to benefit them for them to be you know, excited about new people. Gotcha. Yeah. Instead of diluting the, the value, you're, you're getting something from it too. No, I really like that. And I think it's super smart to kind of let the, so this is, it's kind of like um, crowdfunding in a way where these people, these members are kind of crowdfunding your content creation and they're directing the, you know, through their surveys, like what kind of content they want you to create. So I think it's super, super smart. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, for example, you know, the thing that popped up on the list first when we first started it was time management. They were they were drowning in the fact that they had this blog that they wanted to get off the ground, but they're working full time. They got family. How do you do all this? And so I just recorded a couple of videos and I did some office hours questions, answering questions and show them exactly how I do it. And I just opened the doors shared with them everything behind the scenes. This is how I tackle projects. This is how I write my blog posts. This is how I do this, this, this. And so it's like I just immediately tackled the thing that was the biggest struggle for people. Right. So this is definitely uh, is recurring revenue, but I definitely wouldn't call it passive income since you're, you've got some, uh, some commitment to, you know, continuing to produce great content for, um, you know, for the members. So what kind of, in terms of maybe hours per week or, you know, of your time, like how much are you putting into this on an ongoing basis? Yeah. So typically what I'll do is I'll release a, some type of new content on Wednesdays. That's just kind of the day that works for me. It's the middle of the week and, and, I'll either be producing a training video or I'll do a live Google Hangout training that automatically becomes a recording for the members. Or I'll typically do like an office hours where we'll jump in there. Maybe it's maybe it starts with a topic or the theme for that month. I'll answer questions live and maybe I have to screen share, show them how to do something. And then I'll take like general questions uh, related to our our topic, uh, which is blogging, but this membership site doesn't have to be about blogging or online business. It can be about anything. Okay. Um, but typically that'll be a, the time commitment for me on a Wednesday. Um, now sometimes I can do the recording on another day and just have it scheduled to release on a Wednesday. So I'm not always locked in live. Um, so that's nice. I mean, I've had videos released before and I've been out of town on vacation with my family. Um, sure. So you you can do some things to leverage some of your time. But that would be one area. The other area is I, I really believe in being active in your forum. If um, I think that's the biggest biggest feedback I got from the user so far is they've joined these other communities and they never see the owner in the forum. Mm, and yeah. that is like a big withdrawal, a big disconnect. They don't feel cared for. They don't feel like they've got a connection. And so – me, I wanted to be in that forum. I wanted to be. So every night, like when I got TV on or something, I'll jump into the forum, see uh, what's the latest conversations happening, answer a few questions and, and get back out. But I enjoy that aspect of it. So it's just something I do every night. Right. That doesn't seem like work. That's just like, you know, chatting with Oh, it's with fun. Friends. It's yeah. Fun. Sharing and adding value and answering questions for people. It's, it's fun. Very cool. So how many members are you up to now? 
Right now, I think I am somewhere around 151. Okay. So that public launch I did, I wanted to add 100 members, and I did half of what I wanted to do. And part of that, honestly, is as entrepreneurs, we can sometimes get jaded, and we can think that if we open it, they will come. Okay. (laughs) And I figured, man, open the door for 48 hours, filled 50 members up. Open it at 48 more and 50 more members. Man, two weeks. Yeah, the, flood, the floodgates are going to be, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you, you you can't always assume that. And that's something I've learned. And I'm going to open the doors again in January. And I've learned from it. Um, uh, there's some things that I would do differently. Like, for example, those 51-odd members that I did add, I think I added 30 of them on the very last day of that two weeks. Oh, okay. Because it's like, oh, time is running out. It's that scarcity yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Hey, today the doors are closing. Last time to get in, and so it's like that's that that clues me in on the fact that 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 scarcity, when used, not used as a marketing ploy, but when used in a very real strategic way, really kind of pushes people to make a decision. Right. And what kind? This is kind of like the last question I have. Like, what kind of turnover do you see on a monthly basis? Like, you know, what percentage of people are sticking around versus saying, ah, this isn't for me. You know, I recently just started looking at that and I'm not, I'm not a, my strength is not so much in numbers. Um, I recently reached out to somebody who's really good with numbers. The, the, what's nice about the Kajabi software is it allows you to export your members in a, a spreadsheet and you can see when they joined and when they cut off and, okay. and, and that sort of thing. Um, I actually still have a good bit of members from the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that that, if I had to guess, I would say it's, it's hard to tell because we're, we're still only since May here. Um, but I would say average length of stay is probably five to six months, maybe at this point. Okay. No, that's outstanding. Well, because once you know that that expected lifetime value, because then you just start doing marketing too, like to find more people oh, totally. who might be a good fit. Like, oh, okay, yes. if it costs me and, less and, to acquire this customer, then that's a win. Yeah, and that's why I'm I'm you know leaning on this friend of mine who's really good at this stuff because I think he can help me kind of nail that down. That's an area that I'm not very strong in. I'm great with ideas and creativity and. And relationships, not so good with the number thing. Yeah. No, but that's really cool. That's really cool. Jonathan, thanks so much for taking the time to share. I, I don't think I'm quite ready to uh, to open up a Side Hustle Nation membership site, but you definitely got the wheels turning in my <laughs> head for, for when that time, uh, if and when that time does come. Uh, we'll wrap up with your uh, number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. All right. My number one tip is be a scientist. That's my favorite thing I'm saying these days. Because scientists don't fail, they experiment. Be willing to get out there and experiment and just be a scientist. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody, check Jonathan out at jonathanmilligan.com and also bloggingyourpassion.com. Both excellent resources and um, and definitely in my reader um, whenever there's a new post. Wow, did Jonathan bring the goods or what in this interview? Man, tons of valuable stuff. Um, I loved every minute of it. I think uh, I loved his last bit about you know being a scientist because that's something I've talked about before on viewing life as an experiment and viewing your side hustle projects as an experiment. In that case, you you don't necessarily fail. You just learn from an experiment that didn't go the way you thought it would, and you kind of dust yourself off and try again next time. 
that's it for the show. And that's it for this year on the Side Hustle Show. I hope Santa is good to you and your family this Christmas. And you're able to take some time off, time off both to reflect on 2013 and also do some planning and get energized for 2014. Now, if you want to get something for your humble uh, podcast host, you know the best Christmas present is a five-star iTunes review. If you haven't done that already, it's sidehustlenation.com slash iTunes. And if you're heading to New Media Expo in Vegas the first weekend in January, definitely let me know. Would love to meet up and say hi. Um, grab all the show notes for uh, this episode with Jonathan at sidehustlenation.com slash 30 Sorry, sidehustlenation.com slash episode 32. Thanks so much for listening. It means the world to me. I hope you had an awesome year and I hope 2014 is even better. I'll be back in your earbuds in a couple weeks with even more awesome side hustle stories and strategies. Until next year, go out there and make something happen. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 